0: Welcome, one and all, Visceralist Podcast, episode 92, 92, episode 100, it's fast approaching. Oh yeah. And it's coming. It's
1: celebration.
0: It's coming. It's coming, coming to get you. It's coming, 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 come on. That, now that weirdness, I just saw, that's actually a <laughs> lyric from a song I wrote back like right after college. I got, come on, um, come on, 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 come on. Yeah. Mm. Come, I'm saying, come on the, f- the phrase, come on a number of times. And then with the different inflection at the, at the last one there,
1: what's the, um, uh, the name <laughs> of that song? Come on.
0: <laughs> I think it's, I think it's like coming to get you or something. This is what <laughs> actually, this is actually why I need CDRs because, which I mentioned in an earlier episode. Uh, I have it. I got this digital audio recording sort of workstation uh, as a gift after I graduated college. And I recorded a bunch of songs over the course of like a year. And um, I have a number of them on um, a SoundCloud page, actually. Oh, okay. That I put up. Um, I'll have to direct listeners to that to link to that at some point. Um, but. I only have like seven songs on the page, but the rest are, are still on this digital already recording workstation that I have in my apartment. Only problem is because it's from like 2000, there's only like the only way to get the songs off of it is with this. It has an internal CDR burner, right? So yeah, it's, it's like the size of like a, I don't know, like a, vcr basically or like a big bigger vcr um but it doesn't have like usb out it doesn't have it has like audio out through like the eighth inch audio cables which are like the big rock and roll cables so anyway yeah so i i as soon as i find cdrs which obviously i can find pretty easily but i want to find them out in the world because not on the internet i prefer not to go to Amazon if I could avoid it, but... Yeah. Um, maybe somewhere in the Lower East Side. I don't know. I'll take a walk someday around the hood to see if I can find some old man in a, in a hut or a hutch or something.
1: <laughs> One of those weird little nooks. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want it to be like... Maybe like sort of like just a car that's pulled up to the side of the street, and he is he's selling stuff out of it. That's the guy I want to. I want That's what you want. That's where I want to help help the little guy. That um, makes sense. Uh, well, let's get into our much beloved segment trifling in NYC. Um, I understand you have some kind of weirdness. Oh encountered. yeah. Yeah. Hit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was so good, <laughs> and it's so unexpected. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh man! So, so last Saturday, um, I have a tendency to wake up early, but I usually oh, yeah. I usually coach basketball on Saturdays. But I didn't have coach basketball last Saturday because it was for, was it Presidents' Day weekend, holiday, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and then um, I hadn't gone gotten I think on out. a leap year.
0: It falls on a, it does fall on a Saturday oh come on now come
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. oh anyway so i didn't and i hadn't gone out the night before and then so i was just sort of um i was up like super early i think i was up at like 5 45 um yeah so i was just sort of like hanging around i was like well i might as well be productive so i started um to get my clothes ready to do the laundry. So now we have this new laundry room in the basement of the building, oh, nice. which is really very convenient and very nice. So they, the stated hours are 6 to 11, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. I was like, all right, by the time I get everything sorted, I'm ready to go and get down there. It'll be after 6. I'll be good to go. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, this isn't even the bad part. So whatever. I start the laundry. No incident. Laundry's good. I'm fine. I go down, come back up. This is where the problem arises. So, you So Started the laundry, but you didn't. You didn't stay there. No, no, time. I leave well, it. Sit in the basement for thirty minutes, forty book. minutes. I guess I could, but it's, so I just. I mean, just, if, if if
0: Big Bang Theory has taught us anything, it's that a number of hijinks can happen in the laundry room because I think they stay and wait, and then.
1: Hilariousness ensues
0: Yeah, usually Penny's doing hers And then, I don't know, Leonard will come in I think that's maybe how, oh, part of how Their relationship grew Penny and Leonard? Yeah, don't worry you don't, If you're not a fan of this it's, I yeah. don't know
1: any of the character names except for Sheldon Yeah that's Yeah, okay, anyway Um So I think at this point, actually, I went back down and changed it. It was seven-something. So I don't remember if they were in the washer or in the dryer at that point. But I was up in my apartment waiting. And then I had like my music going at a low volume, just sort of like doing some early morning. I do not even know what I was doing. Whatever. I was on the couch just waiting. Yeah, coffee. Reading a magazine, probably. And then I hear my doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like... Wait a second now. <laughs> I'm not expecting anyone. Yeah. The only person pretty early. that would be coming to visit me this early is out of town. It's <laughs> <was Right>. like, <laughs> like nobody else. I was like, I was like, okay, it could be like the Jehovah's Witnesses because they've come and knocked, by, knocked on my door before. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was like, that's pretty early for them because it was Man, like between that, seven that and like- eight. So I was like, "Uh," oh. but my immediate reaction was like to either stop the music or turn it down. I was like, "Oh man, now they know that someone's here, right?" <laughs> I,
0: <like>, mm. <laughs> I should have just. Well, don't do either, because then it could just be you know you just leave background music on
1: throughout the day. Right. I should have, but I but I did it in like just out of pure reaction. I think I just stopped it. Press pause, like, oh. like scared, and like just be real quiet, and they'll go away, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <So I'm- laughs> So then they rang again. I didn't answer. I was just sort of like, I sort of stood up. I was just staring at the door. I was like, oh, what's what's going to happen? He stood up. Yeah. So now if they're
0: looking through the peephole, now they see movement. They now can't they,
1: look. They really through. got you. It's here. got one of the little uh, covers that you have to slide to the side. Oh, okay. So then I'm like, hmm, what should I do about this? Then I hear like some light knocking tap, 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 tap tap, tap, tap. I'm like, oh my gosh, if this person just doesn't go away, leave me alone. And then they ring again. I'm like, oh man, now I'm getting nervous. So I I creep real close to the door, (laughs) tiptoe up to that door and slide it to the side. And I look out, I'm like, oh, I know this guy. He's in the he lives in the building. But he doesn't live on my floor. But I've run into him in the building, like outside in the elevator. He has like a really nice pit bull, super nice dog. She's very sweet. So Oh boy. And I'm like, mm, but why is he knocking on my door at like seven thirty on a Saturday? Like this doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> were
0: you also whispering to yourself in your inner monologue? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> to make sure it was also quiet to to sure.
0: just to be super safe. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense.
1: So I open the door.
0: <laughs> well, at that point, if you
1: slide the the slider, you got. Yeah, I don't know how it looks from the outside. That's a good that's a good question. I'm gonna mm-hmm. experiment with that. You can probably see the light yeah. come through when I slide it. Yep. Yep. Um, so I opened the door and I'm like, Hey man, what's, what's up? <laughs> Do you have the chain up still? No, I just opened it. Cause I knew, I knew who he was. So it's like, right. I don't know his name, but I recognized him. Mm. So it's like, Hey, what's, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, Oh, you're not who I thought this was going to be. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm me. So I'm uh, um, me. <laughs> I was just like, mm, okay. And he's like, well well, 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 what's your name? And I was like, uh, <laughs> was like, I'm Justin. I was like, and for some reason, you're drunk at seven thirty in the morning. Oh, he was drunk. Yeah, I guess on the night before, maybe. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Right. Um.
0: Well, who did he think it, he th- so it was? So then he starts, we start chatting. Right. I think it was
1: his floor, maybe? No. Then he's like, oh man, well, do you know this, this guy? He's like, your name, well, no, this is how the name. He's like, your name's not Jeffrey. Is... I was like, no, I'm Justin. Hmm. Well, I was, I'm looking for this guy, Jeffrey. He he was texting me and he told me that this was his apartment. And I was like, well, it's not because I I'm just here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, it's in my apartment and Jeffrey's not, not here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. I was like, well, what's he look like? He's like, well, he's like tall like me, but his hair is like a little different. And we're talking about, I was like, uh, I don't recognize anyone like that on this floor. So my floor, you know, it's, it's fairly large right. and there's like, right. there's like, it's like a cross, I guess. Right. Right. So on my end of the cross, I know all the people on there. and like, he definitely doesn't live down here, and it's like he could be. I know he doesn't live on the two short ends because those are like the bigger apartments. I was like, he's got to be on the other side. I was like, I kind of seen someone that matched that description, and he's like, he's like, well, he he texted me and just told me to come up, and he said this was his apartment. He said to come over. He's like, but and then he started being like, this is real scary though. Like I'm, I was <laughs> just like what yeah did he start saying that he's like he was sc- it's scary that jeffrey's texting him at seven in the morning <laughs> whatever time i'm like well how about you text him now and see where he is i was like you got his number he was like yeah i was like just ask him where he is i was like it could be down there he's like but that's scary though just knocking on doors and asking i was like well you knocked on this door you're not scared he's like i'm kind of scared now <laughs> He's like then, Oh my god! He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm drunk, and I was like, it's all right, man. It, it happens to everybody. <laughs> and, then, and then he just like stumbles away, and that was it. Did he did
0: you like overhear him from the hallway, maybe knocking on other doors?
1: I don't know, man. I pointed him in the the other direction. I was like, you can check down there. Was just wow.
0: That <laughs> that is. Yeah, that wow, well, that threw me off. Yeah, you um, weren't expecting that. You
1: thought it was going to be a laundry room story, weren't you?
0: <laughs> I, I did. I was thinking, you know, maybe you got mixed up with, I don't know, like a pair, pair of boots was in the laundry, the washer for some somehow, and that grime got all like. You turned out, you you pull your clothes out, they're dirtier than they went in. <laughs> That's that's the kind of silliness I was expecting. Not this really disturbing guy who's like, I don't know, being hypnotized over text message to <laughs> to come um, approach people at seven in the morning.
1: Good lord! Yeah, and so then afterwards I was like, well, how was he drunk? I was like, was he drunk from last night or this morning? So that
0: I mean, big. could could be either one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean that that would explain the confusion, mm-hmm. uh, at least. There's an like it, if he was stone sober and was like, Jeffrey said he was in this apartment. Now you, where are you hiding him?
1: I mean, he knew my apartment. Like, that would be. Like, he had. I was like, well, maybe it's one of the other buildings because you know all these three buildings are linked and they all look the same. I was like, well, maybe right. it's one of the other ones. Oh, that
0: could be too. Yeah, same floor on a different building. Yeah, got it. Okay, well, let me get to mine <laughs> sort of palate cleanser. Um, and I, I was looking, you know, I keep a list of, of notes in my notes app about different triflings I encounter as mm-hmm. I encounter them. And I'm looking through it now, and, I, you know, as is still the case, um, I don't always recall what, what exactly happened and why I wrote them down. So I have something in here about the price of seltzer yeah this is always kind of fun um and i assume that means hard seltzer which is just like it's because it's tidal wave yeah since last summer last hard seltzer flooding the lower east side lately (laughs) um i did find a good price um for the 12 pack of white claw but i almost don't even want to say what 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 or where it is because it's too good of a of its bargain,
1: <laughs> although I did post in the Instagram about it, it. So, but and you texted. This about is a it more and our Seattle friend was telling you yeah. that you you know he was arguing about the economics okay. of the purchase. <laughs> he was
0: saying in the photo, fo- <laughs> he was because in the photo. Fo- All right, I might as well just do this. All right, so it's at a, it's at Dwayne Reed. They sell twelve. Pa- they're selling twelve packs. I won't say which Dwayne Reed, but uh, there's only one in the Lower East Side, so uh, <laughs> selling twelve packs for 16.99 is a sign, and I took a photo of that. And in the photo, there's a sign just to the left of the 16.99 sign that says uh, twelve packs of a different brand of seltzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's Bon, bon & Viv uh, for 14.99, which Yes, on a per bottle basis, uh, is a is less expensive. Yeah, I, I did catch that. I do was aware of that. I know he's listening to this. <laughs> Seattle boy, um, but but Bonne Vivre is not as good as White Claw. Okay, that's what I neglected to point out when we were discussing this. Gotcha. Um, Bonne Vivre tastes like. It, it it's almost like not even it tastes like fucking mineral mineral water that's been mixed with I don't know I don't want to get sued by Bon & V these are companies are really powerful now so I'll just leave it there I've never even heard of that I just brand, don't like how it tastes yeah stay away from it right. so that's why it's not as it's seemingly as, as, as a better bargain you know the proof is in the the detail wait the um the devil's in the details
1: there it is proof is in the pudding.
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not that's not the one. As I'm looking through these notes as well, I see um a heck I guess I went to a comedy show. A heckler at a comedy show says that you need to look someone in the eyes while you're having sex. Um that came yeah. <laughs> <The heck>, which <what laughs> I sort heck? of agree with. The heckler said that heckled the the stand-up who was performing by talking about she insisted that you you need to be looking the person you're having sex with in the eyes while you're in the act. Okay. Um, which I don't entirely agree with, but I do kind of agree with. But, um, but the main one uh, happened at Penn Station. That's what I'm going to get into. Um, oh, Infinity War on YouTube. I, I rented Avengers: Infinity War on YouTube, and it doesn't let you fast forward. <laughs> which <I was> like, <laughs> why not? I've seen this movie. I don't know. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I do really like it, and but sometimes I want to skip through. If I've seen it a bunch of times, I want to skip to the good shit. You know, like the, the Thanos and Spider Man and Iron Man fight.
1: Yeah, and boy, all that like, just throws that planet at them like that. That's a, throws the
0: planet. Disgusting. Stop throwing planets yeah.
1: at me. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. When you rent it on YouTube, it doesn't let you skip. Like, I rented several movies on YouTube. It's it's pretty good and it's easy peasy, but. They all let you, you know, skip ahead and rewind like you would in, a, in any sort of normal YouTube clip. But oh. this, for some reason,
1: so Disney's and, and you watch the entire. <laughs>
0: no, it's like, you better sit through this goodness. Um, it's uh, and it's on. It's a. It is on Netflix. Uh, Infinity War, yeah. and I do have access to Netflix, but I. I what I realize. So I've been playing it on my God, this gets so boring. For I, so I'm I'm really trying to get through this quickly to the good story at Penn Station, but I do want to finish this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I'm playing it on my my uh, Chromebook, me. uh, I, what I realize is because my Netflix goes through is actually my mom's Netflix. Okay. And my mom has like this swanky new TV that we got her for Christmas. Like yeah. Uh, and so she has the uh, smart four, TV. She. Yeah yeah yeah. She has a. So she has the 4K netflix plan and so i think it's playing in 4k but on my my uh you know i'll say basic chromebook it it's um there's artifacts and there's it's jittery and the picture doesn't look good because it's trying to process 4k it's got you know caviar dreams on a fucking um saltines Uh budget i should have used another sort of fish product there um popeye shrimp basket budget there there it is um it's so wait I, it doesn't look like the picture it doesn't look clear i want to see it i want to see uh, iron man um talk to pepper pots that that's my favorite part in the park so anyway penn station <laughs> i was there rec- i was there recently because i was traveling um wait that was it and i was oh yeah that's well that's the fast the fast, not being able to fast forward. Okay, that's, and the, that's the real and disturbing part. Okay. That's the trifling part. Yeah. get it together, YouTube, and Disney. But this one is uh, occurred at, at Penn Station recently. And um, I was just, I was walking around. Um, actually, like I was waiting for a bus um, that, that waits uh, actually outside of Penn Station. Um, but I got there early and I didn't want to wait in the cold because it was cold and windy. And so I just went to Penn Station just to kind of walk around and be warm for like 10 minutes. Makes sense. And I go there and I'm I'm actually started heading back to the entrance because um, I'd done the loop in the little food court there, took a look at some magazines at the Hudson News, uh-huh. etc., um, and I'm heading back to the entrance uh, on Seventh Ave. Um, and 31st. And this, I'm going to, have to describe this really carefully because the the, the logistics and the and the placement uh, and the blocking of this is, is is crucial. So I'm heading back, and I'm in uh, this sort of large area that has a, f- a couple. Uh, let's picture it like a like a half circle before you get to a main hallway that then leads to the exit. But I'm in the half circle part. And in this area, there's like a big board that has, um, uh, the the train times for Amtrak and NJ transit. Uh, it also has a few kiosks selling random stuff in the center. Right. Right. And so I was, I was walking my normal walking pace and I was passing by, um, uh, this kiosk that was selling, uh, like uh, I think um, suitcases or and yeah like luggage and stuff. So, <clears throat> and this kiosk was pretty big. Like it was, um, it was almost like a tiny little shop just in the middle of this big area. Um, and so that was to my right. So I was walking by it. It was immediately to my right. Okay, to the point where it's like. <sighs> I I was going to pass by it with maybe maybe f- 3 inches of space between me and the kiosk. Like I was pretty close to it already as I was passing by, but no problem there, right? Yeah. Until I see heading my way in the opposite direction uh heading in further into the station, uh there's a woman who uh had a uh like um like a big bag on her right shoulder and a luggage a rolling luggage case a uh, rolling luggage suitcase um that she was dragging with her left hand uh-huh and it was a, one of those big uh, sturdy ones like the hard plastic ones oh, hard bodies okay and she was she was going to cross to my left right uh-huh as I'm going, so I'm walking forward. She's walking forward, but she was going to pass me on my left. Right, right. And again, the kiosk is just to my right, and the guy's in there. He's like, you know, he's, I don't know. He's not as fun. Well.
1: And you've still got clearance. So yeah,
0: I have three, roughly three inches of clearance to my right, but not much. So as I'm looking, because again, she's holding it with her left hand, this rolling suitcase, and she's coming in hot. <laughs> like not running but as probably
1: walking about and as fast like, as she I can need to get and she's Jane i know it's leaving in 7 minutes it's boarding now exactly
0: yeah <clears throat> excuse me and she um she's roughly as tall as me if not a little bit taller oh, okay so yeah so there's that and as i'm looking i'm i notice her i notice her she i don't know that entirely that she noticed me but at some point, she, like, she's going to have to, even out of her peripheral, see me. Yeah. Right? And I'm looking down at her luggage, and I'm like, oh, hold on now. Because this luggage is pretty wide, too, and she's rolling it behind her. And I'm like, well, this isn't, this isn't looking good, because the luggage is going to hit me unless, yeah, it's, you know, one it's, of it's us changes.
1: Yeah, right. It's, so it's increasing her width. It's on a, yeah. it's on a collision course. With you. And this with is that left with knee, me and yes. with my left knee. Exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly.
0: Yes. And it was right at knee level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, well let me, let me then adjust my clearance. Let me take advantage of this clearance I have to the right. This, But again, three inches. And I have a backpack as well that, um, well, I am holding it over both, both shoulder straps. So backpack's not in, in the way. So I move over, let's say, Two and a half inches, because I still need some clearance to the right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm still, we're both still walking. She's definitely walking faster than me. And I'm like, as she gets closer, and again, all of this happened within like five, three to five seconds. What I'm describing. Um, as she gets closer, I'm like, oh shit, she's like, she's about to hit me. I don't think she, she, maybe she doesn't see me, uh uh-uh. or whatever. And sure enough, let's go. No. Okay. Sorry. I was trying to mimic the, I was trying to mimic the impact sound, but one clap wasn't doing it. Um, yeah, the the fucking bag hits me like square in the knee and right on the kneecap too. And like right in the thing, like where it's like, and like, it's, it's an impact, like pretty fast. She was going fast. Like, I'm not going to say it killed me or it hurt. Really, it didn't hurt too much, but it was definitely like a, like a, like a slap, you know. And I looked back at her because she had, she had plenty of room to her right, right where she could have veered off to this. I mean, she would have seen me. There was no one in between us. There was no one even really around us.
1: She didn't see. Was so she focused? She's focused on. But okay. she,
0: so she hit me.
1: All right, she hit me with this bag uh-huh. square in the knee. But she had to and be- i look back what's that she had to have felt that
0: oh yeah de- yeah definitely because it like it it almost kind of tilted the the suitcase up off of its you know axis a little bit right but she kept on moving and i'm like okay i know she at least is going to look back and kind of give me like a oh sorry right that's what nothing I, think. I look back She's, she's almost like 10 feet away from me by the time it takes my head to to turn 90 degrees to my left. And I'm like, and I say to, I say this out loud. I'm like, really? Wow. Nothing. Like I say that right loud enough that she definitely heard. Okay. Again, nothing doesn't look back. Nothing. And I'm like, and I could, I, I should have left this here i probably shouldn't have said this but i did say you fucking asshole oh yeah i said that that's what i said verbatim i said you fucking asshole uh because yeah like what's
1: that How far away was she at this
0: point i mean maybe like okay so, so she probably wasn't 10 feet away when i initially turned away my head but she was probably like say five feet by the time i turned my head and said wow really." And then another five feet when I said "fucking asshole," so probably ten feet away. Oh, she heard me, no doubt.
1: I mean, I'm surprised she didn't turn around when she hit you. At least just to be like, "What I was s- that? What did I just run into?"
0: Yeah, at least just to say, "What was that?" Right? That I'm, you know, rollicking my 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 beautiful luggage. To. Even this was like, like to yeah,
1: apologize, but just oblivious to her bag. Like the, there had to be, you know, some sort of disruption in the rolling. Like- there was. <laughs>
0: Yes, and not, and yeah. Even putting aside like the disruption in my knee, right, and my mood, um, and so nothing. She kept again. She kept going, and then I turn back to my path, and I see, I of course, then notice like two cops, uh, in like the full on, like the cops at Penn Station have like, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, they're for. I'll just leave it. They're for real. Um, and I don't think they heard me. So they, they were just kind of wandering around. Um, there was no issue there, but the best part, anybody
1: watching, did you make eye contact?
0: No, that's the thing. There was like no one in that immediate area in that, in that particular moment. So she had plenty of room to just veer just a little bit to the right. Like I, I, I had closed like to my right, as far as I could, I literally couldn't go any further Without, I don't know, like altering my molecular chemistry to like merge with this kiosk, <laughs> and become some kind of like freaky kiosk hybrid, human hybrid monster. I don't want to do that. I don't think I could do that. But if I did want to, but I didn't, and it shouldn't come to that. <laughs> Just get out of my way and don't hit me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the best part, the best it's part, still going. Um, I purposely left this for the end. This is the last. She was wearing a t-shirt. Oh, boy. She had a jacket on, and but she had the jacket open. I could see her t-shirt. It was a blue t-shirt oh. with white font in all caps. It said Duke Law.
1: Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm.
0: <laughs> yes, it did. It said big, big proud letters, too. That's right. Duke Law. Duke Law, and I was like, "Yep, that is almost too on brand." Dang. Mm -mm -mm. So, you know, I did survive, but if and it again, it didn't like it was a like definitely impact, and it didn't hurt. You know, I mean, it hurt initially, um, but that wore off pretty quickly. But it was to the point where I still felt it, like when I got into the line for the bus out like a block away.
1: I still felt the impact, you know? Yeah. And then you had to sit on the bus. but you were okay by the time you made it? I mean, I was
0: fine. I didn't feel it anymore by the time I was on the bus. Oh, so okay. it was fine. But I did jot it down in the notes just to make sure. And, I, and the only note that I jotted down was Duke Law. Because <laughs> that's all I needed to, to trigger this. All these memories come flooding back.
1: <laughs> and your mind was going to know immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it took me right <clears throat> back. <laughs> Um, Dang. so yeah, um, but let's move on hope she made her train uh to, to uh, yeah, I'm sure she did she better she fucking better have made her train on time, putting me through all that <laughs> I wonder like if there's like she gets to the train, and there's like a dent in her suitcase, she's like, oh, how did that happen?' <sighs> That's weird. I wonder if I can sue anybody for this. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> damaged my back. This is egregious, flagrant <laughs> damage, damage <laughs> Oh, gosh. <sighs> um, but let's get to uh, happier things. Uh, curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Season 10. Episodes five and six. Uh, is that
1: right? Is it already six episodes?
0: Yeah. So episode five was the insufficient praise. Episode six was the surprise party. Um, just uh, so we have time to to get to the other thing, let's you pick your your favorite, the standout moment. From each one. We start with insufficient praise. This is the Clive Owen one the sex doll and Vince Vaughn showing up as a relative of Artie
1: Vince. Yeah, yes, so this recurring character now, huh? It seems that way.
0: I and I'm like he doesn't have like I get they can't use Marty Funkhauser anymore because you know the actor unfortunately passed away. Right. Um But Vince Vaughn doesn't like they making him his
1: is his nephew or his cousin I thought it was, yeah I think it's a cousin
0: he doesn't I, I, I'm like why couldn't they a have him as a new character completely that Larry kind of knows or just have him as Vince Vaughn you know just who's just I mean it, it makes sense that he would kind of be and Larry has some celebrity yeah. friends he's a comedic actor and it could make him Jeff's client or something I mean he's not that big of a deal. You know? I don't know. what did you think of him?
1: Um I I was surprised at first. Like he, he was okay, but yeah, I, I didn't see the need to link him as a Funkhauser. Like he could have right. just been like you said, he could have just been Vince Vaughn. Like like it's weird that he just shows up and they're all familiar with him when I don't remember any mentionings of a cousin. This whole time. You know, it'd be different if he was like showing up like one or two episodes a season, like a season or two ago, or any anything. If he had shown up at all in in this series as like a cousin Funkhauser, then it wouldn't have been as like jarring and strange to see him. It's like, oh yeah, Marty's cousin. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> sort of like in the so I've been doing like a S- Sopranos rewatch, and it's like when Steve Buscemi shows up as Tony's cousin uh, Tony B that he that he's super close with, and but never mentioned before in any other season.
1: Yeah, I don't. Hold on one second. Okay, got it. Um, I don't. I, I just didn't feel it was necessary to establish. I think I would. Well, like did you better like better if he was? Like, I got used to it, and now I've just accepted it, but I think I would have liked it better if he was playing Vince Vaughn.
0: Right. Because it seems like Vince Vaughn would be the type to send him a sex doll as a joke. Yeah. Although, weirdly, he didn't do it as a joke. Like, someone sends Larry a sex doll. He tries to figure it out. It turns out it's this cousin Funkhauser character played by Vince Vaughn. And he, But he's more like... He's like, no, you'll enjoy it. You should, you should give it a try. This sex doll. Make sure you look it in the eyes while you're doing it. <laughs> um, and which, which
1: is really creepy. Yeah. It's like you can do whatever you want. Um. Yeah, I did. I the sex doll was weird, and I didn't understand the the pose. It was like in a seated pose, right? Yeah. Which was know, like a doggy style pose, maybe. Oh, I guess. I don't remember how the arms were, but it was it was all around. It was odd. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> but- so Cl- Clive Owen, another guest star, who's like playing himself as super insecure actor.
1: <laughs> oh, this was um, man, what's her name? Is that Is- Isla Fisher?
0: Oh yes, Isla Fisher played
1: was it Richard Lewis's girlfriend? Yeah. I don't know how Richard Lewis pulled that off to begin with.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, things happen.
1: (laughs) Things happen in Hollywood. Yeah, things happen in Hollywood. Right about that. Um, My favorite part, I don't know. I think I kind of like that when Larry, like Larry's advice inadvertently, like, turned someone – like I don't know, not into a what advice, Canadian, but like, like his, like when he did with the uh, the other with Funkhauser's nephew, when like he ended up getting the right. prostitute, and then like <laughs> it all it all goes wrong from there, right?
0: Oh, right. When you so it's Vince Vaughn's dad, yeah. So Daddy Funk Grandma or Grandpa Funkhauser is having
1: like. Addicted to porn or right, something? He's over there just like browsing porn magazines. And then Larry's just like, You know, you can, it's all at your fingertips on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then he just becomes addicted to internet porn. Can't stop watching. And then Larry brings over the sex doll at the end, which is the payoff.
0: Right. Yeah, I I, I wasn't really, like, these. actually, these two episodes I wasn't that into. That one, some
1: that funny one wasn't so. I didn't
0: like that, that Yeah, that much it's insufficient praise. I didn't even like the Clive Owen. like, I like Clive Owen as an actor, but his story didn't seem believable. Like he's going to be that upset about Larry sending a voicemail that wasn't, that was insufficiently uh, effusive. I don't know. Clive Owen playing mad. And it, it reminded me actually of uh, the, remember that show extras, with Ricky
1: Gervais. I know the show. I never watched it.
0: Oh, it's really good. I mean, I'm I'm a Ricky Gervais like um I really like The Office and I really like Extras and I could take or leave the rest of his um his stuff. Oh, except for the um the pod the podcast and actually the the he had this radio show that he did. With Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkington before the podcast, and the podcast he sort of segued into the podcast after the radio show was over. The radio show I thought was amazing. Um on this station in London called XFM. And those those episodes can be found on YouTube. Because they just like they're free-spirited and they just were fucking with each other. Um that was great. So anyway, um Clive Owen was on an episode of Extras, and he sort of played similar type character. Oh, okay. Um or he played he played himself in that episode as well, but in a similar way, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let's let's move on from that episode because the surprise party was stronger. I felt um, with uh, you know the plot. Like actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, the plot line about Susie him, him thinking that Susie's trying to kill Jeff.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Was great. The the guy who he's not sure is a Nazi, and he thinks his dog is also a Nazi. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But Fred Armisen's character, uh, Wally, <laughs> becoming Larry's buddy, got his name, was, Wally?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> was amazing. And Fred Armisen's performance, like, I've I'm I'm been a big fan of Fred since the SNL days. Um, but his performance as, like, super tedious conversations, like annoying Larry, but Larry's still like hanging out with him and like kind of exploiting him. Yeah, for his <laughs> his is. his right. uh, parking pass and his ability to. <laughs> so sorry, what's your take on old Wally?
1: Yeah, it was kind of exp- exploiting Wally. I was like, dang, leave my man, leave Wally alone. He was getting so annoyed, but man, Fred, Fred is so good It's just like playing those types of characters, playing any type of character, but I love his faces. And then just like everything he does, like, man, if he could be on this show, like every other episode, it would be.
0: Yeah. Like I I was, if he could be, I would, I would be uh, thrilled. Thrilled is too strong. I'd be happy if he became like a, maybe not a Leon level sidekick to Larry, but yeah, like every other episode, like that would be great. Um, just that, like his 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 smile, like ha, sort of half smile that he had every time, like every interaction. Despite Larry just kind of roasting him and yelling at him, <laughs> yeah. and then engaging him in these plots where time is of in both cases where he wanted him to spy on Susie in the travel agency, and then also where he wanted him to warn Jeff uh, about the impending surprise party. To protect him from having a heart attack, um, time is of the essence in both of those cases. So why would you ask a guy who you know
1: moves a little bit slower than most people? Exactly, that's the whole way that they met each other because he was going so slow down the hallway to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, man, when yeah. he was in the travel agency and he came out, he was like, "What'd you find out?" Man, uh, they had some great brochures about Japan. Looks like a wonderful place to go. And it's like, <laughs> bread, it's so good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm like explaining like over. Basically, this game was like over-explaining how to do everything, like with the parking pass. And Larry's like, he's like, now, now this is the number on the parking pass. Now you see it's six, seven. Oh, he read the whole number. Larry's like, yeah, yeah, I can see it. It's right there. Yes, I know. So if they ask you. All you sell them is it's a
1: six, seven. <laughs> it was so so good. Oh man, everything, everything about him, and his. I love his Fred's faces. He makes like the best faces. He, yeah,
0: he's mastered like, in, like it's because as I'm picturing him from that episode, I'm picturing like the close up of him in the car, sort of looking over at Larry with this half smile, <laughs> and. But ever like, and that's the. I mean, that's it's not. I mean, he's look. He's been active in comedy for God, probably like twenty years or more. Um, so he knows what he's doing. And man, like he picked this character. He fleshed him out beautifully in one episode. He's like, like yeah, like I want to see him and in interact interact with Larry more. I, I I hope he comes back. But I did I did want to critique. Larry a little bit and because it, it really got on my nerves when he was at the doctor's office and the receptionist was like, yeah, okay, take a seat. And then Larry was like, look, I'm not hitting on you. I just want to chat. Can't we chat? And she's like, "No, just take it. Like she had to tell him like yeah. three, four or five times, take a seat. Like she clearly didn't want to talk to him. But Larry is like, hey, look, it's okay because I'm not hitting on you but no like if she's just like well (laughs) doing work and it just doesn't want to talk to you and it's like take a seat just take a seat dude like and like you know they earlier in this season they they definitely directly addressed like some you know harassment issues uh between men in power and and women um and i think they did a, a fair job of it but like this is like she's telling you to take a seat like we shouldn't take four or five times for her to tell you
1: before you just like stop annoying her he's like oh i see that face i'm not hitting i'm not hitting on you i'm not hitting yeah like, all right so just just go away then like exactly not a social club over here i'm at work <laughs> you're here for an appointment like
0: exactly like even if you're not hitting on someone like she's at her job and she's being professional. And the thing is I've seen this and was it even earlier this season or, or maybe last season um, at the lawyer's office? Like he's used these sorts of interactions where they're initially annoyed and then he sort of wins them over yeah. and he starts dating them. So I thought that's where it was going to go. It didn't. And I'm, I'm glad it didn't. And I don't and I, like, look, Larry David's a really smart performer and writer. I was sort of wondering if this is like a meta commentary. Where he's still sort of like commenting on um, the harassment issues by playing the role inadvertently, being harassing. And I I wouldn't put it past Uh. him because he's he's really really talented. Um, But I kind of doubt it. And it just felt like, like in the, it felt cringy in a way that, that the, um, the scene where he wants to video record them oh, making out, gosh. so that he has evidence in case she later comes back and set like makes a claim against him or something. Yeah. It felt cringy in that way to me. I, I don't know, but you know, overall, uh, solid episode. Definitely better in my opinion than insufficient praise.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, is it anything else? Uh, noted? I did like his doctor giving himself a nickname and he's like yeah i'm just trying it out i feel like a rusty
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought they were going to reference him having sort of orange hair
1: yeah that's what i thought
0: too. as being behind the rusty but they never did and also he put his nickname on his business card <laughs> if you're
1: yeah if like you're a get really your doctor it there, i guess
0: i guess yeah it's just pro you gotta promo it everywhere in all right. your social media platforms, <laughs> including business cards. Um, I guess, but Rusty, as a doctor, I mean, I guess he's, like, if he's treating Larry, he's already a pretty successful doctor. So, I guess it's not going to hurt business to to, yeah. to start going by Rusty on a whim.
1: Yeah, that's, Did you that's...
0: have any nicknames that you get try to give yourself? No, never.
1: I don't think, I don't know anyone that's tried to give themselves one. To you? oh, I used to you in college
0: <laughs> yeah, in college uh well we were I was in a band with some friends and we had our band name set, but I was trying. we were trying to kind of pick up pick like cool names cool individual names for within the band, actually as I say weed word I think I was the only member of this band who who was trying to do that
1: and- <laughs> So, it's just you trying to make nicknames for people.
0: No, me trying to make, make nicknames for myself.
1: Ah, okay. So you weren't like helping out your bandmates with their nicknames?
0: No, they can they can come up with their own. <laughs> if they want to, which they didn't. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Um I think I'd try to remember what they were. Uh, I don't know. I'll put it in the in the show notes if I if I think about them. Or listeners, if you're really curious, hit me up in a week or so, and I'll I'll try to I'll check in with my friends see if they remember any. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah, Rusty. Okay.
1: Yeah, I did like that part. Yeah, and, you right. know what's interesting in these all of these. Uh, I guess throughout throughout the whole. Like existence of curb, a lot of it is like Larry interacting with doctors. He goes to the doctor a lot. Like this guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Doctors. He's got a lot of different kinds yeah. of doctors. I
1: oh, mean, At yeah. least like once a season, there's a storyline with him involving a doctor.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got. A lot. I mean, he's sort of uh, self-employed. I guess he would say so. He's got plenty of free time to go to a doctor. I mean, I know when I was, you know, with with my job. I mean, if you anyone, I guess, has a full time job, like getting away from the office is, is kind of it can be tricky. Like, I mean, in New York City, you know, we're lucky enough that there's doctors everywhere. So, at least it's been my experience that I can find a doctor or a dentist or an eye doctor, or whatever, that's close to my office, so I can get away at lunch. Yeah. But, you know, for some people, you know, if you got to take the subway during a lunch break and you only have an hour, like, it's it could be really tricky. Oh, yeah,
1: very true. Yeah, that's a good point. He does have all the time to go to, to go to follow-ups, do all that. Yeah. Because he already had one, one doctor storyline this year, right? That was the cancer scare, the non-cancer.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, if any of you get cancer, if I get cancer, I'm okay with you shutting me off as, as a friend. Yeah, I know you guys do <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: Yeah. So already two doctors. stories. Wow. Okay. Well, good. You know, we got, uh, looks like, uh, four more episodes in the season. So Keep tabs on you, Larry. Got my eye on you, Larry. So be a good guy. Um so let's move on to our Have That Been Me segment. Um this time we have two movies that are guy. That's right. Yeah. Got my eye, I got both eyes actually, when I'm when I pull up HBO now and uh Oh, okay search curb your enthusiasm okay so the had that been me segment uh, in which we pick a scene from a movie TV show discuss what we would have done in that scenario uh, this this go-around we have two movies uh, that we each we recommended them to each other each of us sort of came across these movies in our day-to-day life and we recommended we each watched them this week um, superficially fairly similar in that they involve You know, a group of people, small group of people in uh, a house in the woods that uh, are experiencing troubles due to outside forces. Uh, In one case, uh, you know, there's a sort of existential dread due to um, some sort of uncurable illness that's that's taken over the country. And in the other one, it's uh, big, scary werewolves. (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I know you, you slog. it was it was it a slog to get through dogs, so the movies are dog soldiers, and it comes at night uh,
1: uh no, dog soldiers was not I just had to stop i I was just laughing I was confused because one of the guys is like I've seen him the I don't know what his rank was, but um the leader of the second group yeah, the blonde guy. No, 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 the the uh, like the troop leader. Did that make? Sense? Well, there, like the start, the, there's three. Know.
0: There are three actors that I recognized. Uh, oh yeah, the the blonde guy. Yeah, I recognize the blonde guy. Go. Um, well, I guess Kevin, Kevin McKittle or something, but he was on Rome, um, oh, okay. which is an HBO series, um, from like 2006. It was actually really good. It's about ancient Rome. Um, but then he's he's been on ER for a while oh but the other guy who I think is this like secret agent dude who they had tied up no 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 the
1: other leader
0: oh the other leader yeah he he was in uh, I've seen him a lot I, I feel
1: think like.
0: he was in event horizon and he's been in a number of like side character roles um, yeah he was actually kind of
1: a good guy he's usually an asshole,
0: right. But the guy they had tied up—that's uh, oh yeah—that's Davos from Game of Thrones.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So yeah, this is a movie from um, 2002. It launched the career of, of director Neil Marshall, who went on to do um, The Descent uh, and a couple other sort of uh, movies that sort of toe the line of B movie, B horror movie, and with like cool ideas that are done fairly well. Mm-hmm um but this is a basically about a pack of um or a group of army some sort of army unit um in britain that are on training exercise that eventually find out that they're and they're deep in the woods in scotland and they eventually find out that there's a bunch of werewolves uh that are stalking them and they find <laughs> this house and they have to kind of bunker down in the in the house and sort of fend off the werewolves yeah and then as for, just if you want to do a brief description of It Comes at
1: Night. Um, it Comes at Night, I believe it's 2017. Um, there's been some kind of, it seemed like some kind of illness has struck the world, killing off a majority of the world. And it follows um, one family and how they're surviving. And then, you know, basically the scariness of their day-to-day life. And then real tense all the time tense like once it starts it's Oof. yeah and
0: I, I think we can i don't think it's a spoiler to say they they encounter this family which is a mom dad and their son the son's about 17 um they encounter another family and they have to decide what to do about that yeah cuz they have their own house that they're sort of they're safe in for the most part but you know they have to decide how to help the, if to, whether to help this other family how to help them if they do etc um, great, great movie. Definitely like, sort of like, you know, prestige type movie. Um, it's, it's, uh, distributed by A24, which is like just killing it as far as yeah, like, they certainly are super prestige movies. Um, they're doing a lot of great stuff over at A24. Um, so in any case, for Had That Been Me, we pick, um, we pick a scene from the film and discuss what we would have done. Um, since both of these, neither of these movies is really big. I think we should give a sort of as much of a non-spoilery background or outline of of what scene we're we're talking about with some background, you know?
1: Right. So do you want to go first? Or you okay, to- I can go first. Um, go for it. Well, for me, I chose, well, I don't know. There was it was choice between two scenes, but I think I'm gonna go with the, the second tense one. Well, they're all tense, but okay. this one, you know, starts starts the downfall of everybody. I guess so. At this point, all the fam the two families are under the same roof, and
0: okay, we should say well, we should say <laughs> there, spoiler. There will be spoilers. Yeah, there um, will be spoilers. We know our our listeners know our policy around spoilers around here, which is uh, fuck it, we're talking about it. We're talking about the spoilers, It'll so you've be been like, Spoilers, I guess. Um, okay, yeah. Try to keep, yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. So,
1: so there's there's a crucial decision that has to be made. You know, I'll I'll keep it, I guess, fairly vague. But so both families
0: are living under the same roof,
1: right? right? And everything that- was, you know, it started off tense, then it became smooth, and now it's tense again. And there is, oh, basically, there's a moment where one. Th- I think you're going to have to just say The the family that came in wants to leave. And they're asking for supplies. They say, give us these supplies, X, Y, and Z, and we'll leave, and we won't bother you. Just leave us alone. You give us this stuff, we'll leave, and we'll never come back. And the other family does not agree, and then shit hits the fan. Okay. So, would me if what if that had been you what would you have done would you just have given them the stuff the supplies and said fine we, so, be on your way
0: okay so if i'm if i'm the main family yeah yeah
1: we're we're the main family that, we're like okay the gotcha. edgerton's family and it's like well should we just give them the supplies and let them be and let them go and do whatever they want to mm-hmm.
0: um yeah no, that's that's a good one so that's the the main family owns the house and they've invited this other family which is a mom and dad and a 5-year-old son uh in and yeah it's probably better to keep it vague because it is a pretty big spoiler yeah. but for 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 a key reason uh the younger the visiting family in a hurry decides they they really need to leave and the main family doesn't want to let them they want to figure it out let's figure things out. Although we know it's going to go a certain way. It's bad. Um, but they decide they don't want to let them leave. So if I'm the, if it was me and I'm in, I am say the dad, I guess, Joel Edgerton's character. Um, would I let that other family go? Um, uh, yeah, I, I would actually, I mean, Uh, This is a part that I thought I didn't really. Maybe I didn't understand the plot well enough, but I, I really, yeah, I didn't agree with them not wanting to let the other family go because their reasoning for not wanting to let them go, or part of it, was, look, even if we give them some supplies, let them go on their way. They're saying they'll never come back. They'll never see them again. I think. That like their reasoning is like, well, you know, when they run out of those those supplies, they will come back because now they know where we live, too, yeah. and they'll come back and they'll try to sneak in and steal more of our stuff. But this family had been, they had been okay on their own for the most part. The reason why the the father of this family, this visiting family, sought out the main family or, or wound up interacting with the main family is he was looking for fresh water basically and and some supplies. They could find that like the, the guy, the guy, Chris Abbott, uh, who played the father of the visiting family, he seemed pretty resourceful, you know, and he had a background in, you know, construction and demolition and, and, and mechanical work. So, uh, the 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 reasoning that well they're just going to come back and steal more of our stuff anyway I didn't buy and I I wouldn't buy so if it if it had been me I would have probably said something like you don't need to rush out let's talk this through briefly or you know not for like I don't know twenty minutes fifteen minutes uh, but if you really want to leave yeah I'm not going to stop you I don't want to start. Like, he wants to basically imprison them,
1: or worse. Yes, yeah, he was like, Yeah. That was my other thing. Like, I didn't. I mean, what's the option? What are you going to do then? You have to. Uh, you're just going to kill them at some point? Like, you're going to keep yeah. them there forever? Or, like, you don't let them leave, then what?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, basically, they, this visiting family has become a threat in a, in a particular way to the main family. So, yeah, they have to decide. It seemed to be, seemed to me that they were going to be like, well, don't leave because we're actually just going to kill you. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, it's because there's nothing else. Like, what else are you going to do? I mean, I guess there's no other option. Keep them. You got to keep them holed up in their room. But then you're jail. Yeah, there's no
1: point to have prisoners. Just extra burden. on
0: Exactly. What would you do? So my thing is I'm, I'm letting them go and just like, I would have you know, you let them go some of the food, but enough to get you, you know, on your way, but you, you can't take all of it, obviously. And we're going to, we're going to keep the lion's share, but we will give you enough. And, you know, we wish you well, because look, they were on their own to begin with. We had them under our roof for a period of, it's on, un, it's unclear, but you know, a week, week and a half. So that's better than you would have had. And we're sending you all you the, that was the other thing like they want to leave it's like not like they yes. wanted to take over they're the house not, they're not
1: saying right they weren't saying anything i was like yeah okay all the x y and z happened we're just gonna leave just give us you know, yeah. take we'll take some supplies and we will leave we won't bother you anymore exactly and
0: and up to this point will chris sorry chris abbott's character he's been fairly honest and straightforward and like they have been helping out with the chores and things have been going fairly well. There's some moments where it's a little unclear whether or not Chris Abbott's character is telling the whole truth, but he doesn't seem to be dangerous really until the, you know, the, the inciting factor happens. Yeah. Um, but they've been good. Like they've been good. Like Chris Abbott's family had been good to them. Maybe a little wonky, but nothing really dangerous. I mean, that was my read.
1: Yeah, me me too. I th- I think that there were there was still a certain level of suspicion especially with um I don't remember anyone's name. Um Joel Edgerton's character because he had he had seen the other interactions and he knew things that the rest of his family didn't. Like I think he was still right. suspicious that they were being sort of set up on the way to go pick them up by those two guys. Yeah. And then right. like the whole thing with the brother. Oh, I thought it was your brother. And then it was like, Oh yeah." So, I mean, but those are the only two things. Yeah. He had some, I get that they're big and everything,
0: but yeah, Yeah, everything is, is heightened in this super tense. I mean, I got to tell you like watching this, this movie is intense from minute one (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't let up. And like, I think we both, like I had to take a break. I probably like 30 minutes in. And then I I powered through the last hour, but man, it was, it was tough. It it gets pretty dark.
1: Yeah. It was. Yeah. I I don't know. I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's good. It's an, it's an acting. I
0: would would totally. Yeah. Edgerton is, I was surprised at how how good he was like, I don't, I mean, he was in zero dark 30, but I, I can't really pick him out of anything else in particular, but yeah, this one's going to stay with me, too. <laughs> you got to warn me with, with future recommendations <laughs> if it's going to be this intense. But, but I
1: do feel – I, I, I mean, think I agree. I would have let him go. I would have given him supplies and then, like, you're on your own now. Don't ever come back. If you, I would have been like, if you come back, we will kill you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That and that's that's the other thing. Like, when Edgerton was making threats, he's like – to to Chris Abbott's character, he's like, look, if you there's any funny business, I will kill you. That's true.
1: He did say that. He said it Um, right up front.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, and he knows, like, Chris Abbott knows that Joel Edgerton's character means business. Like, he's super intense and serious about everything. And he knows. And they got a good thing going. And also, like, they got, uh, the main family has some some pretty serious weapons, too. And, like, I had to think, I sort of thought that either Edgerton character or Abbott's or both were ex-military to some degree mm-hmm. in, in their mannerisms. um, But yeah, you could d- send them on their way with a few, you know, some supplies and say, look, we see you again. It's on, you know, on site. Yeah. You'll be in our sights, and then there will be bullets flying at your head and your chest and they will kill you.
1: I don't know. And then to be like, I'm going to try to say this without, completely spoiling it like based on the situation of the sun I don't think they really had anything to worry about if they would if they would have let them go
0: yeah exactly yeah that's that's a key point too like it's you know yeah it's it's give them a couple supplies send them on their way they know the gravity of you know the, the the visiting family knows the gravity of the situation they're now in Um, you know, it's this tough, it's tough. Like it's, I mean, it's hard to like it in my mind. I'm sort of, I was sort of trying to balance, like it's hard for you and me to conceive what a sort of, you know, post-apocalyptic world would be like, because this, this starts, I would say at least a year into this, you know, this plague ravaging the globe. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of used to it, but they're still at the point where they haven't totally given up hope. And they definitely get some joy out of interacting with other people, um, like new people and and working together to maintain some semblance of a, of a normal life. I mean, that's, that's just human nature. You want to try to get back to sort of some kind of normalcy, but you know, also you, you it's just the, the three of them. and, can't have any risk uh-uh. even though it's you know it's not really sustainable because in the long term unless you do find other people because how are you going to procreate you know do you want to rebuild a society you're gonna have to find other people eventually i, th- I think
1: yeah you you right about all that is true eventually they would have had to gone out and meet somebody
0: yeah yeah you gotta you, and so edgerton's like impulse like he was like his plan to go back to so chris abbott shows up on his own and then they go back and get his family like the planning around that was pretty good um and it worked so you got yeah i think you gotta try and i i mean from had that been me i would have yeah it would, i would have been hard pressed to to even help chris abbott's character in the first place i'd have been like here's a jug of water you need to get back Get back to where you came from mm. but but since since we started this with they're already there right i'm gonna be a little bit more generous to them but i'm saying yeah it, so you're saying you would make that threat like if you come back you're dead yeah i think i would throw that in
1: there too if we see you again you're <laughs> just toss that in there too. i mean joel under joel your breath did say something like that when he left right when he went back with them he's like he said something like, "If I don't come back, or if I'm not back, forget about me." Like he was saying, like some real dark shit. Like it was like, just like everyday things, but
0: yeah, when he went to go get Chris Abbott's family, he said to yeah. his own family, "If I'm not back, I should be back in four days. If I'm not back, don't come looking for me."
1: Yeah, that's what it was. Don't come looking for me. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Phew, this guy, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, forget about me at that point. But no, I would have. I would have helped. I would have given them the stuff and sent them on the way. And said, "If we see you again, yeah, you're dead. I will kill you."
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like we're in agreement there. Uh, So let's let's shift to uh uh dog
1: soldiers. (laughs) I don't see any moment. in I'm real curious to see what moment you're gonna come up.
0: Oh, you're gonna. Yeah, so this happens relatively early in the in the movie, so I'm I'm gonna kind of spoil it. Um, also, listeners, this movie's on YouTube uh, for free, so it's not not hard to find. It's not the best quality, and if you want good, like I watched a behind the scenes thing. Um, who did this one? I think it was it was Good Bad Flicks. That YouTube channel did a, a really good breakdown out of it, and they spent a lot of time on the process of. Like the film the film stock that they shot it on was, for, first of all, 16 millimeter, which usually you would do 35 millimeter in that era. This is from like 2002. But they did 16 to save money, but then the process to digitize it to DVD and then Blu-ray apparently is really difficult. And so there's essentially like no really <laughs> – there's no versions of it with really clear visuals. <laughs> <laughs> so the video quality you saw on YouTube is – is close to the best you're gonna get <laughs> gosh yeah yeah it's not not
1: a it's great unexpected. look but oh but if you look, have a roku device it's on roku tv for free i did that's how I oh it watching is watching it yeah
0: oh is that
1: like i'm not that familiar with roku is that like they're streaming so they have some yeah, free have, streaming like, movies you know if you buy the device they have like this thing it wasn't it had like maybe two com- like three commercial breaks probably throughout it but Oh, watched it okay. fine for free. I just with the Roku, it's. I'm not. It's not like I'm selling it, but you can do like the global search. You can search like all the channels that you have are subscribed oh, to, and you can see right. where it is. And then it was just like, oh, Roku, Roku TV for free. So let me just watch it. So I have seen that at a friend's place. Um, cool. So
0: anyway, the, this is early in the scene. Essentially, the the soldiers. It's a pack group of like six soldiers that are on this training exercise they're attacked by werewolves they're sort of they're rescued by this woman who has a truck who just happens to go by she knows of a house nearby um they go to the house it's unoccupied they sort of bunker down there um but the werewolves find the house and they're sort of they sort of are waiting outside the house sort of stalking them and I guess waiting for them to come outside or figuring out a way inside to to just eat them, basically. Um, and there's about five or six werewolves. And in this scene, for the How That Been Me, um, early on, one of the soldiers in the group uh, has been injured by an earlier werewolf attack. His, uh, his stomach was clawed a bit to the point where he's having um, I think his his intestines are partially exposed. They still manage to get him to the house, uh,
1: and they all sort of they sort of it's set like, up in the. Kitchen. He literally said, "My guts are all out," and they just pushed them back in. I think that can
0: actually. This is going to sound like a joke. But think I think that can I, work. I think it can potentially work <laughs> to push if you if you've been slashed in the stomach, your intestines start spilling out. I think. If you, you're able to push them in and get sewn up quick enough, you can be, I mean, not all, not back to normal, <laughs> but alive, you know, and functional for a little while. Anyway, mm. th- so they get him to the kitchen, they sit them down, and there's like immediately like a werewolf attack, like within a few minutes. And in the chaos of all this, oh, also, uh, the woman has a, has a pet dog. Um not not a werewolf dog, just a regular dog, uh who's around the house. Or maybe the dog was already in the house or something. But um uh there's an immediate attack, there's a lot of chaos going on in the kitchen area, there's a lot of guns blazing, and th- in all this chaos, <laughs> the dog grabs a hold of this soldier's intestines <laughs> like a pistol and starts pulling on it. I can't <laughs> starts pulling it out. Oh, you're gonna love the the quest the actual question for the head that been me. You're gonna love it. Um, and I'm almost there, so just bear with me. Starts pulling on them, starts tugging on, manages to pull the intestine out, probably about eight feet, eight feet of intestine out. The woman notices this and is trying to get the dog to stop by saying, "Hey, stop, stop that." Yeah, like, it's totally ineffectual. And and then. Well, the the sort of leader of the soldiers at the same time as he's shooting werewolves is like looking over at his buddy <laughs> whose guts are getting pulled out and says to the woman, get that dog off of his guts. Like, get him off. <laughs> now, he doesn't say this, but I think the the next step is going to be get him off or I'm shooting that fucking dog. Right. I don't know. So maybe not. I mean, he does seem like he likes he's the dog. but, a dog so maybe, but but the had that been me is if that if you're one of the soldiers you see your your mates uh, guts getting pulled apart by a regular dog while you're fighting off fucking werewolves and also these werewolves are like eight feet tall by the way these are no joke werewolves yeah. they're eight feet tall skinny oh. weird looking
1: yeah,
0: okay so had, had, like- <laughs> the had that been me is are you going to shoot the dog? While this is going on, uh, just to, as a quick, as a quick solution to, you know, your buddy's guts being pulled out and presumably eaten by the dog because <laughs> he's hungry. In all this chaos, are you going to shoot the dog and say, oh man, uh, either say, yeah, I shot the dog because well, A, are you going to do it? And then B, what's your reasoning if you start catching Um.
1: Oh, this is a tough one. Mm hmm. Oh gosh. Um
0: I- this is like this is your friend. This is your buddy. Your soldier buddy and you you've been through the shit with him. And now look, he's you got you managed to get him with his gut spilling out. He was holding it in in the van on the way to the house. Now you get there and now shoot, look, I'm you gonna have to shoot him, shoot the
1: dog. You shooting the dog? You? Just to try to move on because like I don't need any distractions when I'm fighting where fighting <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be looking back like why is this dog pulling out my man's guts? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is this dog pulling out my man's guts? <laughs> yeah. Question for the ages. Um and then so what if the woman but the woman she's friendly with, I guess the people who own the house. And so she knows the dog. What if she, like she's trying to get the dog off. So you're just going to run up, shoot the dog in the head, get back to, to fighting the werewolves. What if
1: she freaks out? Uh, then she freaks out and it all like, it starts hitting me and shit like that.
0: Maybe hitting you. Maybe you're just screaming at you. Like, yeah, why the fuck did you them. do that? Like, yeah. she's going to be all up in your face.
1: You're right. Probably. That'd be annoying. Um, <laughs> Again, so what are you, you going to do? I'm not going to say I'm going to shoot her, but again, I don't need any distractions while I'm <laughs> fighting these werewolves. <laughs> Probably, yeah. knock her in the head with the, like, the butt of the gun.
0: Well, I guess- we should say like the werewolves oh, just, yeah. just to paint a picture a bit more. The werewolves are crashing through the windows. Some of them are sort of jumping into the kitchen. Then they're shooting them off, and then they sort of jump out another window. To avoid getting shot, more like they're able to, to take some bullets. These werewolves, and if they're coming like all different sides of the kitchen. So this is it's a really chaotic moment.
1: Yeah, that's also. Well, I'm kind of like I don't know, like n- don't want to deal with it. Be like I gotta kill these werewolves. I can deal with those later.
0: Oh, okay, so you'd focus on the world. Were- so. But you, you do think you're gonna shoot the dog. Though, yeah, if I
1: had to shoot the dog, I, I would just like shoot the dog, I guess. I mean okay. I can just let him. Uh, if he Okay, right? So at this point I've got the Sarge or whoever his rank is to to where he is now. And I'm not just gonna let like <laughs> not just gonna let this dog ruin everything. Because if he rips those guts, then it's like over for sure.
0: Right. Yeah, if he starts eating them, (laughs) certainly if he starts eating them, I mean, (laughs) then you got to worry about if you do put him in like dog slobber. Even if you get him out of the dog's mouth, dog slobber, and what kind of germs are going to be on that? Do you want that in your in your chest cavity? When if you do manage to get stitched up,
1: yeah. So I would kill him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um well, you failed that test. Hell no, I ain't ever hurt no dog. Dogs are awesome. Oh man. Uh, so just letting it, man. No. It's guts ripped. <laughs> <laughs> um dogs are awesome, but okay, in the context of this movie, uh, I I really well, let me say first like if if they had shot the dog like I don't like seeing any violence against dogs or or anybody really. Um unless it's Thanos, then then that's fine. Um as long as I don't have to wait fucking two and a half hours to get anyway. Um uh, in that situation though, that dog was not just he just wouldn't let go. It seems like if she she was not doing a good job of like I think if you just grab the under the like under the dog's like neck, like by grab it by the neck or under the the muzzle, it'll let go yeah,
1: of whatever. It like, she,
0: like there are ways like to make a dog a let very go.
1: good job of trying to get the dog off.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I I would probably shoot the dog. That would be tough, but I would probably at least smack it. Maybe with like take my handgun and just smack it across. Yeah, the just
1: bop the dog. Come
0: on. Because then, like you, you your your buddy still has to pull in his <laughs> pull his guts in. I mean, that's got to be so traumatizing when you have to pull your guts in. I know there's a scene in Saving Private Ryan in this in the beach on Normandy or storming of the beach, the Normandy beach. Oh God, um, <laughs> where there is a guy who's basically trying to hold his guts in. There's like a quick shot of that, um, and. I, I don't know. Like it, it's a question of, and, and this came up, in it comes at night as well, where uh, the, the they, there's a dog in that movie as well, and it runs out into the woods, and the teenage kid runs out after it, and when Edgerton catches up with him, he says, "I'm not losing you over your grandpa's dog." Yeah, which is you know this comes up like yeah, if it comes down to it, is a, uh, you know a human's life is more important than a dog's. Okay. And you know, I am saying that flatly. Okay. I, we may have some listeners that <laughs> that might disagree. Mm-hmm. Put some, and I I know some people personally who would probably say they're on equal footing, or might might say that. I don't ah. know, I don't want to. But anyway, no, I'm sorry. The dog's uh, dog's got to go. I'm I'm gonna smack it. Probably, I think smacking it will will take care of the situation. And if that doesn't work, am I gonna it. shoot it? I gonna shoot it in the gut. I don't know.
1: So you would knock the dog first.
0: Yes. Okay. Sort of pistol whip it.
1: Yeah. And then if he holds on, then you deal with that.
0: Right. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> um, But I don't know. Otherwise I had a good time with this movie. Like I was really, I was rocking out to it. I really liked it. Oh, it
1: was entertaining. So I, I, I was laughing and then it was yeah. like, this I was con, I was definitely confused in the beginning. I tell you what, because I was like, are these guys supposed to be serious? Why do they keep talking about this soccer match? I'm like, aren't you like <laughs> <laughs> what's what?
0: Well, they're just on a training exercise. It's not like yeah, with like you know, blank. They're using blanks as well. Like,
1: yeah, I get it, but still, I'm, just, I'm just like you need to be focused on what you're doing, right. I guess I had the advantage of knowing that those werewolves were out there, right? So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie. I might
1: watch that again. They did not know the next that they were being used this. werewolf bait.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, man, those werewolves, like the the costume design on the werewolves too, like when he's, when the one shows up in the bedroom. Yeah. When they're standing right next to the bed, man, that thing is terrifying.
1: I I told you I was impressed with the the special effects. I was expecting them to be much worse. Yeah, I mean, especially when I saw the preview, and I was like, and I saw the video quality on the preview. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> this is this is not going to be good.
0: I mean, the budget. I think the budget was only like two and a half million. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, it's two thousand two, but if you're shooting on actual film as opposed to digital, that that makes shit so much more expensive. Like shooting on film. Is oh, I don't know how they did it back in the day. I, I some people still do it.
1: People like it, I guess. I don't know.
0: I mean, the the, the yeah. There's there are benefits in terms of the overall video quality, but you're you're always going to transfer it to digital anyway. In any case, just because you have to distribute it in that
1: way these days, so it's like why do um, an extra step?
0: So, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and there are really high quality digital cameras these days that, that can mimic it almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. The the deal is like analog in theory is always better, going to be better quality than, than digital because it's actually capturing like what the lens is seeing the, as opposed to digital, which um, this gets into sam- sample rates and stuff like that, but it's never going to be totally perfect, but it's close enough. It'll get to the it's, I think it's already at the point where it's close enough that, the human eye can't detect a difference. Uh. But I don't, I don't know. There's also like historical tra- people like being traditionalists. Right. Looking at you, Christopher Nolan. It's
1: traditionalists. They love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we've managed that. Poor, sorry. Apologies to the dog, the dog owner, but <laughs> you got to stick stick with the kibbles and bits uh. and IMs. Um, so we can wrap up. Stick to the kibble. Uh, any closing? <laughs> no, eat, eat <laughs> something green. Um, Margie, eat something shirt. green. Don't eat anyone's intestines. Yeah.
1: yeah. And don't, you know.
0: Drink a lot. Of-
1: don't let anybody, any of your friends, have their intestines get eaten.
0: Yeah. Do what you can to stop the intestines from getting eaten. Help them push Help them push them back in mm-hmm. to their stomach cavity. Um, and get them some water. Get them some fresh water. Always. This was Podcast. We are Woo. Dog Soldiers.